Masechet Pesachim has been dedicated by Mr. Ike J. Shechebar in honor of his grandparents, Mr. Ike and Jeanette Bibi. We bless Mr. Ike Shechebar, who's been a sponsor of the Dafyomi for many uh, days. They should continue to enjoy success, health, and happiness. May his grandparents also enjoy much nachat from him as well as all their grandchildren and may they only share in semachot for the entire family. Amen. Amen. Today's daf is being studied Abraham ben Ruach Hashem Tanihenu Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied Lainunishmat Sarah Bat Latifa. Ruach Hashem Tanihenna Began Eden Amen. Today's daf is being studied Lainunishmat Abraham Ben Esther and Hakam Baruch Rafael Ben Miriam. Ruach Hashem Tanihem Began Eden Amen. We begin on daf Kuf Tet Zayin Amud Bet right on the bottom. Of the Amud. The Mishnah said <coughs> that we are obligated to praise Borei Olam on the night of Pesach at the Seder for all the miracles that he did taking us out of Misraim. Comes the Gemara. Amar Rav Chizda, Amar Rabbi Yohanan. Hallelujah, the Kesia, the Yedidia, Ahat Hen. We now discuss different words. Um, uh, in the uh, Hallel, for example, the word Hallelujah, which the Hallel begins with, the word Kesia, which is a Pasuk in the Torah, Kiyad al Kesia, and also the word Yedidia, which was a name that the Prophet called Shalomu HaMelech. So the question is, these words, are they a combination of two words, meaning Hallelujah, Yah being Hashem's name, or is it just one word? of praise, and the word would be not a Kodesh word, it would be just a whole word, which would be a way of saying praise. So according to the Chazda, he says the word Hallelujah is not a word of Kodesh. It's a word of whole, and it's just one word that connotes praise. The same thing with Kesia, and the same thing with the word Yedidia. The Rashbam says, well actually that she will read over here, actually we can read the Rashbam on the Amut Sheni, the Rashbam is... That would be <coughs> Hallelujah. It's the first word on the line. Teva Achathi. It is one word. Kemo Hilul. Right? It's like saying praise. Kegon Tahtiya Hagizira Vehabiniya. Uchmoken Kisiya. Which means he's bringing different words that end with the Yudke suffix, but they're considered one word. It's not the Shem Hashem. Yedidya, Vayikra Shemo Yedidya, Natana Navi Karaken Shlomo. Natan called that name to Shlomo. Comes the Gemaran continues. Rav Amar Kesya Umerhavya Ahaten. In the Halal, there's also a word, Mina Mesar Karatiya, Aneni Hashem, the Merhavya. So he learns that the word Merhavya is also one word. Rashbam says, Kemo Merhav, which means it's like Merhav. The suffix Ya is not Kodesh. It's just uh, an additional part to the word Ahat. 
Kilomar, I'm reading Rashbam, Teba Ahati, it's one word, The word is not split into two. Now again, if you would split the word into two, that means the suffix Yudke would be Kodesh. So that's the whole uh, subject over here. So the Gemara continues, Raba. Now some have uh, Rava with an Aleph, they changed the Girsa. Amar Merhabia Bilbad. He says only the word Merhabia is considered one, implying that the other words are considered two. Now the Gibra asks, Iba'ilehu, Merhabia le Rav Hazda Mai. Now Rav Hazda never mentioned Merhabia. He only discussed Hallelujah, Kesya, and Yididya. So the Gemara wants to know, what is his opinion regarding the word Merhabya? The Gemara says, Tiku. Well, the Gemara cannot resolve it, and has to wait for uh, Eliyahu and Avi. Now the way that Ashbam asks the question is, Lerabmai, Maflik Palig, does he argue on uh, Merhabya, or Osufe Mosif? <clears throat> or is he coming to just include, meaning not only Merhabya, but also um, the other ones. Now we didn't get to that lab yet, so we'll read that inside first. I'm sorry, I, I jumped the gun. We have a question. The word Yedidya according to Rav. Now Rav only discussed Kesya and Mirhavya. What does he hold with Yedidya? Now what's the question? So to that the Rajbam says, Miflag Palig, does he argue on Rav Kazda? Because that clearly said Yedidya is considered one word. Mm-hmm. Does he argue on it? Or is Sufi Mosif? Or is he coming to include that not only the ones that you mentioned, but also he's coming to say Merhavya as well is one word. So the Gebra says, Tashem, the Amar Rav. We have a clear statement of Rav. Yedidya Nehtak Lishnaim. That Yedidya indeed is split up into two words. Lefichach Yedid Hol. The word Yedid, which would mean a friend, is what? Is a mundane, is not holy. Ya Kodesh. But the Yudke suffix would be Kodesh, since it is indeed two words. Iba'yelehu. Hallelujah de Rav Mai. According to Rav, he also does not mention Hallelujah. So what is going to be the Deen? What is going to be the uh, the breakdown of the word? Again, is he arguing on Nafhazda, or is he just coming to include more words than Nafhazda? Same question. Tashema de Amar Rav. Rav said, Hazina Tile Debe Habiba. Rav said, I saw the Tile. Tile is the way the Gebra calls it, Tehilim book. I saw the Tehilim book, Debe Habiba, which would mean my uncle. His uncle actually was Rabbi Haya. It says the word Halilu on one side, the Ya Behad Gisa, and Ya on the other side, implying that what? That it is separate and it is indeed two words. Rajpam just tells us, Habibi Dodi. That's the way of saying my uncle, and he tells us it is Rabbi Ya. Halilu Behad Gisa, Besov Shita, at the end of one line it said Halilu. And the word Ya was on the next line, implying that they are separate words. Therefore, the first part of the word is called is Hol, Hallelujah. And then the Yudke suffix would be um, the Shem of Akadosh Baruch Hu. This argues on the Biyoshua. What does the word Hallelujah mean? Hallelujah. 
Praise Him with many praises, which means He holds the word is indeed one. And the word is not Kodesh. It's just a plurality of praising. Instead of saying praise in a singular way, Alelulah means praise in many ways. That's his Doresh, all the words, Hallelujah. Now Rabbi Yosho ben Levi himself contradicts himself. Why? David Amelech used ten different words of praise throughout his Sefer Tehilim. And the Gemara gives us examples. Binitsuach. And sometimes David Amelech uses the word Labnasayah. Benigun. That would be like Binginot. Maskil, mm-hmm. some of the Pesukim open Maskil le David, Bemizmor, which we know Mizmor le David, Beshir, Beashre, Betehila, Betfila, sometimes there's Tefila le David, Behoda'ah, that would be um, uh, like Mizmor le Toda and things like that, or Hodu, exactly, and Behallelujah. So they all basically are different ways of praising Borei Olam. Of course, each one has its own connotation, but David Amelik used these ten different terminologies. Now, the, um, the Rajbam just tells us, B'tehilah, Tehilah David, B'tefilah, Tefilah le'ani ki'atof, Tefilah le'moshe, Be'hoda'ah, Hodu la'ashen ki'tof. Now, the Gadol Mekulan, the highest level of praise in the Tehilim is Hallelujah. Why? Shekolel Shem Veshevach Bebatahat. Because it includes praise plus God's name in one shot, in one word. Now that's the Yoshua Ben Levi talking. So then what the Yoshua Ben Levi over here contradicts his own statement. Because here he says that what? That the word is considered separate. It's Hallelujah. And then the suffix Yudke is God. So there, but he said above that Hallelujah is really one word. So therefore, how do we reconcile the stira uh, between Rabbi Yoshua ben Nevi against himself? So comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shemuel. Rabbi Yehuda says in the name of Shemuel, Shir Shebatorah, the Shir, that's Az Yashir Moshe, that we have in Parashat B'Shalach, Moshe v'Yisrael Amaruhu, Moshe, and the Jewish people said it, B'Sha'ah Sha'alu Min Hayam, when they came out of the other side of Yamsuf, right, they were saved from the Egyptians, so they simultaneously broke out into the Shir. Now, the Shmam says, Moshe v'Yisrael Kilomar, that's obvious, we know that. That song was uh, uh, originated at Yamsuf. For that. The Gemara is now going to ask, the Halel that we say on the Seyed Rosh Chodesh and Yom Tov, which is, Hallelujah, Abdi Hashem, B'Shet Yisem, B'Mesraim, etc. Where did that Halel originate from? Who was the first one to say that? Well, which is, we know that as Yashir, it originated at Yamsuf. So the Gebra says, V'Halel Zeh, this Halel, that we say on Rosh Chodesh and Yamim Tovim, Mi Amaro, who said it? Where did it originate from? Comes the Gebra and says, Nevi'im Shebenehem Tiknu Laem Li Yisrael. The prophets 
of Israel established it. Shiyu omrim oto that they should say it al kol perek u perek at every uh, interval and uh, at every chapter of Jewish history or season. Va'al kol tzara v'tzara shelot avo alein and on every um, tzara. Uh, trouble that should not come on the Jewish people, that the Torah is writing it in Saginahor, not uh, say that Hazrat trouble should come, so it writes the opposite way. And any trouble that should not befall the Jewish people, when they are redeemed, they will recite it on their redemption. So Rajbam says, the Gemara chooses a positive language. Kilomar. Shim has vishlom te sara alehen. If hasvishlom is going to be a tsara, the yoshiumimena, they're going to be saved. Omer ota al geulata. Kegon hanukkah. He gives the example of Hanukkah. So therefore, according to this understanding, the Halel that we say was actually enacted way back from the times of the Nevi'im. Tanya, we have a braita. Hayar bimi iromer. Bimi used to say. All the praises that were said in the book of Tehilim, Kulan David Amaran. They were all said by David. Because the Pasuk says, Kolu Tefilot David Ben Yishai. Now, literally, the Pasuk says, This is the conclusion of the songs, of the prayers of David Ben Yishai. Now, the Marsha points out that cannot be the simple interpretation of the Pasuk because it's in the middle of the Sefer. Right. And there's but many more chapters after that. As a matter of fact, that's in Tehilim Ayin Bet. That's chapter 72. So it's really uh, you know, in the middle of the book. So why would it say, Kullu Tefilot David Ben Yishai? So the Gabbara says, Al-Tikre Kullu Ela Kol Elu all these songs are from David ben Yishai. So it's just giving us a, a fact. You should know all these songs that you're reading and that you're going to read are written by David Amela. So kolu doesn't mean it's finished. Kolu means kol elu. All these chapters are from David ben Yishai. Now, uh, the, the Rashbam says, David Amaran, are different events that to place them, which is each Tehilim represents a different event in David Melech's life. Comes the Gemara and says, Halel mi Amaro. Back to the question again. This Halel that we say on Rosh Chodesh and on Yamim Tovim, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Abdi Hashem, and Beset Yisem Mitzrayim. Again, we're asking the same question: Who wrote it? Now, till now we said it was the Nevi'im. Gemara says, Be Yosef Omer. El Azar Beni Omer Moshe Israel Amaruhu Which means they say that besides the Az Yashir Moshe, that Moshe Rabbeinu and Bnei Israel sang when they came out of the Yamsuf and they were saved, they also sang the Hallel. Now, the uh, Shabbat says Moshe Yisrael Amaru Dichti Bebeset Tisayim Mitzrayim. Now it says when the Jews came out of Mitzrayim, Hayam Ra'avayanos, Ve'arka Kabaot David B'Sufro. David then used that Talel uh, and put it in his Tehilim. Because those also Perakim and Tehilim. But this opinion is saying he didn't write it really. Meaning it was originally said by Moshe and Israel, and then it was put into the Tehilim as part of the Halel uh, of David Amelech. Ve'halukin alav haverav lomar. And the, the, these, uh, this rabbi who was... Um, 
Elazad, the son of Rabbi Yosei, his friends argue on him. And the rabbis argue, She David Amaro. And he says, No, that actually David Amelech was the first one to say this chapter. However, it seems that Abil Azar is more correct than his friends. It makes more sense to say that the uh, origin of the Halil was from Moshe Rabbeinu at the time of Kiryat Yamsuf. Why? If Shari says, Shakatuot Pishahim, Vinatlu Lulu Behin, Velo Amru Shira, you're telling me that what? It wasn't uh, uh, written until the times of David? That means until David, all those years when the Jewish people slaughtered Qurban Pesach, you're telling me they slaughtered it without the recitation of Halil? Can't be! You're telling me that all those years when they shook the Lulav on Sukkot, before David, you tell me that they didn't say Halil? These mitzvot certainly were done over the Halil. That means what? That it must have been written many years before David, from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu. Look at the Rajbam. If Shadi says, Shukatim et Pesachim, Misiyat Muslim ve'ad David, ve'lo amru alav Halil? She's the assuming as a fact. That when you do these mitzvot, there's such a special mitzvot that you have to sing the Halil. As we learned in the Mishnah, when they used to do it in the Beit HaMikdash, during the slaughtering of the Qurban Pesach, they used to say the Halil. As a matter of fact, till today when we shake the Lulav, for example, on Sukkot, it's done around the Halil. So the Gemara says, that had to be done from the beginning of time. And therefore must be that it wasn't David that wrote it. It must have been it was from the time of Moshe. Another proof to show us that the Perik and Halil must have been written earlier. In the times of David and Melech, there was a very popular Avodah Zarah that was called the Pesel of Micha. Now, the Gemara says that this Pesel was in a place called Bechi. Some say that's the name of a place. Others say that Bechi is, it was in a place of crying, which is the Gemara's uh, nice way of covering up the fact that the Jews worshipped Pesamicha Bismha with happiness. But the Gemara doesn't want to say they did it, Bismha. So the Gemara says, Bebechi, that they did it with crying. That's just to not speak disparagingly about B'nai Israel. But what's the point of the Gemara? How were the Jewish people saying Halil in the times of David and Melech when Pesel Micha was very prevalent? Ela must be that the Halil was said at a time where there was not uh, prevalent of Abu Dazara. Why? What's the matter with saying the Halil in the times of Pesel Micha? Because one of the things we say in the Halil is, which means we talk about the um, lack of um, of life and the lack of uh, truth that there is to Avodah Zarah. Etc. And then we say, that all the people that serve them should be like them. Which is a curse really. They would not curse themselves. And therefore must be the, um, the Halil was written from the times of Moshe Rabbeinu. Now it should be pointed out that that Pesel Micha that we're talking about actually was taken out by a fellow called Micha, who was one of the people that left Egypt, and he took the Pesel with him through the Yamsuf. So therefore we're back to the same question again. Well, there was Pesel Micha already around from Kiryat Yamsuf. The Mephashim answer is a big difference. That was done with Sina. That was a private matter. He did it to himself. In the times of David HaMelech, Pesach was a public uh, situation. So therefore, it doesn't make sense that they would make the Halil at that time, because the people would not recite it. Let's read the, let's read the Rajbam. 
That's one, two, three, four, five lines from the bottom. Peslo shel micha omed bebechi. Beoto makom. Bechi is the name of a place. Tebimeh David ayadekhtiv be'ad gelot kol ha'aretz. V'Yisrael omrim halel shekatubo kemohem yu'osehem. Which means uh, the, 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 the ones that served Avodah Zarah should become like them. They should become inanimate. They should uh, become lifeless. Then he says, When it says, It's a euphemism. How? Meaning, the Jewish people were worshiping it, and the Gemara just says, Bechi. He said, Amru the Fanav. Okay, look at it. Fine. Comes the Gemara and continues. Tarot of Banan. We have a Braita. Kol Shirot Vetishpachot Shamar David Besefer Teilim. All the chapters that David Amelech wrote in the Teilim, Rabbi Yahiz Romer Keneged Atzmo Amran. They were all said regarding himself. As he went through different situations, so he wrote the chapters in Tehidim to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Rabbi Yeshua Amir, Keneged Sibur Amaran. Rabbi Yeshua says, no. They were all said regarding the situation of the community, of the Sibur. Hakami make a compromise. Listen, some of them were said about his personal situation, and some of them were written regarding the situation of the Sibur. And how do you know the difference? Well, the ones that were written in singular form, they were referring to David and Mary's situation. The ones that were written in a, a plural uh, form, that was referring to the situation of Christ Israel. Now the Gemara gives a klal in the book of the Tehidim. Nitsuach. Vinigun. Anytime you see lamnat sayach in the Tehidim, or you see, let's say, minginot, so then you know la'atid lavo. That's a chapter talking about the future. Now, the Rajbam says, he doesn't know why those words necessarily connote future, but that must have been the tradition that they had, that those words represent a la'atid lavo, a future situation. Maskil. Anytime it says the word maskil to introduce a chapter, al turgeman. That chapter was said through a turgeman, which means, hu omer, David Amelik would say it, vehad Meaning, David would say it to a, uh, an interpreter, so to speak, and he would broadcast it to the sibur. Those are the teilims that were said to the sibur through a broadcaster. Now, the David... Mizmor, uh, when it says Le David Mizmor, right, to David Mizmor, the song, Melamed Shesharta Alav Shechina, Veharkach Amar Shira. That first the Shechina rested on him before he said those words, and then he said the song. Now, how do we know that? So it says Le David Mizmor Rashbam. We start on Amud Rishon now. Meaning, to David, to David what? To David Ruach HaKodesh. Meaning, first David had an inspiration, and then Mizmor. And after the inspiration, he went and sang the song. Mizmor le David, but sometimes you have the opposite. Mizmor le David, Milamed Shamar Shira. First, he would start to sing, And then the Shekhinah came on him. In certain situations, the song prefaced the actual resting of the Shekhinah. To teach you a lesson, 
that if a person wants to have the Shekhinah rest on him, it does not rest, lo mituch atzlut, not to a person that is lazy, velo mituch atzbut, and not through depression, velo mituch schok, and not through uh, laughing or joking, velo mituch kalutrosh, kalutrosh is uh, lightheadedness, velo mituch devarim betirim, or idle chatter, ela mituch devar simhashel mitzvah, which means the Shekhinah rests upon a person when he's involved in the happiness of the performance of a mitzvah. Shnei Emar, as the Pasuk says by the Prophet Elisha, who was a student of Eliyahu Navi, who was a, obviously a great prophet, and the Pasuk tells us how he used to receive his inspiration of Ruach HaKodesh. He says, Ve'ata, again. He would say, Go bring me a min again. Go bring me a, somebody that's going to play music. And again, and again. And it was when the uh, the musician started to play the music that the alav and the spirit of God was on him. Now, what does it mean? It means the music lifted his spirit and put him in a in a, in a situation of simha, and therefore the shekhinah rested. So therefore. The Gebara says, Amar of Yehuda, Amar of Vechen Lidvar Halakha. When the same thing when it comes to Divar Halakha. That if a person wants to understand the Halakha, the person wants to have proper, uh, you know, clarity in the Halakha, it has to be done through Simha. I mean, he has to have his learning in a uh, in a state of Simha, in order for him to come to the truth. Same thing applies to the study of Halakha. Furthermore, the Gemara says, Amar of Nachman, Vechen lahalom tov. If a person wants to anticipate good dreams, he also has to go to sleep happy. But if a person goes to sleep uh, depressed and in a bad uh, spirit, so the Hazrat Shalom, that could lead to the bad dreams. Then Ashbam says, Im lishan halom tov. Person goes to sleep happily, he will get good dreams. Ini, what do you mean we have a contradiction? Any scholar that's sitting in front of his rabbi, the not mar, and his lips are not dripping mar. Mar is bitterness or dread. His lips should burn, which means the student, as he's sitting in front of his rabbi, has to sit with a tremendous amount of seriousness and a tremendous amount of. of Let's reverence. say, fear or reverence. As a point, we just said now that when you're learning halakha, it has to be v'sabcha. He was mashma, that it's, uh, his lips have to be dripping dread. Which literally means, his lips are like roses, that are dripping more. More is like the myrrh uh, oil, the spice. Don't read the word shoshanim, which means rosins. Ela sheshonim. Those that are learning. Sheshonim, those that are learning. Atikre mor. Don't read it mor, which is a fragrant uh, spice. Mor over. Ela mar avar. Mar avar, which means the dread must pass or pass through his lips. Which means uh, he's not supposed to be bismha. So the Gibraltar says, like kashya. Now, when it says to, to learn the halakha, you have to be bismha, that's all about the rabbi. Which means the teacher has to be bismha. But the student, he has to sit with a tremendous amount of fear. Comes the Gibbara, gives a, another interpretation. 
Some no, it's both talking about the teacher. Benakasha. Ha mekameda patah. Veha lebatar de patah. Which means it depends at what point of the shiur. In the beginning of the shiur, before he opens up, he has to open up the vresimha. In order to open up the Talmidim. However, to make them uh, pay attention. So you open up with uh, Simha, with happiness. However, once the Shahu starts, then already a seriousness must prevail. Like Rava himself, before he would open up the Shi'ud to the rabbis, Amar he would say a light comment, let's say, he would say like a, uh, a type of. Um, Humorous words, and then the rabbis would laugh a little, and then they would all sit with fear, and then he would open up his words. So therefore, there's different stages of the shiur. The beginning of the shiur is and then in the shiur itself, there must be a tremendous high level of seriousness. We once explained the derashan this gemara that it says. Um, that why would Rabbah open up Midat Bidi There's different interpretations. One is to arouse the students in order to give, get their attention, in order to you know get their uh, uh, concentration, and then already he would start with the shiur. But um, some explain that when a rabbi sits down to give a shiur, there's a tremendous kitrug, there's a tremendous uh, prosecution by the uh, sitra hara, by the powers that be, by the satan, in order to you know not give. Uh, power for the shiur to go on because there's nothing more uh, powerful or beautiful in God's eyes than students that sit down and study Torah so the satan wants to jeopardize that entire situation because there's a tremendous amount of nahatruah, a tremendous amount of <coughs> value and, and pleasure that God gets like it says Amr so therefore the satan tries to jeopardize it so what does Rabbah do? Rabbah said, in order to, so to speak, ward off the satan, I have to throw him a bone. I have to throw him something, like a bride, in order that he won't bother us. So what would he do? So the satan, so to speak, would, oh, they're telling jokes over here. Good. He'd enjoy the joke, and he'd leave them alone. And we see this concept, that sometimes we have to, you know, give the satan a helik, in order that he doesn't. For example, on Kippur, on Kippur we throw the Sa'id al-Azazel. We have a special goat that we throw down the mountain. What's the logic of this? So the Ramban in his Pirush of the Torah explains that the purpose is we don't want the satan to mekatreg on Bnei Israel when we're asking for forgiveness. So what do we do? We give him an animal. This is yours. We put one korban on the Mizbayah and the Sa'il Azazel. That's for the satan. So to speak as if he's getting his chilek. So he's uh, pacified. The same thing the Mephashim explained the concept of my Maharunim. When a person washes his hands at the end of the Sa'udah, the, the principle is that if the person ate, there's a tremendous ketrug against him. The Satan comes along and says, does this person deserve to eat? All his averot that he has, and then the Hazma Shalom, it can be a time where God opens the books and starts to make a reckoning of accounting. So what do we do to the Satan? The Satan, for some reason, enjoys the Zuhama, the different... Uh, Dirt that remains, or the residue that remains on the fingertips at the end of the Sa'udah. So what do we do? We, we wash that little residue off, so to speak, that we're giving it to the Satan. Keep quiet, he's bribed. And therefore the Satan exactly. leaves us alone. And therefore the Sa'udah that we ate will not uh, work against us. So the same thing happened over here. Rabbah, when he came into the Shi'ud, he saw that the Satan now is going to only be katrig. So Rabbah patah mimile dibidi So the jokes, when there was, there, was, there, was, there was deep depth behind it. In order what? 
in order to pacify the satan. So I once heard a derasha that says, so according to this, this would only be, let's say, applicable to men. Men are obligated to learn Torah. So the satan is miketreg on the hiyuv. However, for example, ladies. Ladies that are not obligated to study Torah, according to this, the satan really would not miketreg. Because they really don't have an obligation and a mitzvah like the men to study Torah. So it would come out in a ladies' class, the teacher would not have to open up with milay debidi He could just... Go right into the shi'ur. And this is what Shilohah Melech alluded to in his Eshet Chayil. Piha pateha bechokmah. In a lady's class it says, Piha, her mouth can open up bechokmah. Meaning she doesn't have to open up bechokmah. Piha pateha, she can open up right away bechokmah. Why? Because her Torah is only Torah chesed. Her Torah is voluntary. Therefore the bechokmah might not be uh, necessary. In any event, the Gemara continues. Tanu Rabbanan. Halel Zeh Mi Amaro. We're back to the question again. This Halel, who said it? Rabbi Yahezer Omer Moshe Yisrael Amaruhu Besha'a Sha'amdu Alayam. Him Amru. And the Jewish people said at that moment, Lolanu Hashem Lolanu. When the Jewish people were uh, coming out of the other side, they, they wanted to make sure that the Egyptians are not going to meet them on the other side. So they said, please God, don't do it for our sake. Do it for your sake. So Ruach HaKodesh answered them and said, God said, fine, I will do it for my own sake. Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Yoshua v'Yisrael amaruhu, b'sha'az sh'amdu alehen malchei kena'an. This opinion says that it was originally said by Yoshua ben Nun, when the Jewish people were faced against the kings of Kena'an, in the times of Yoshua. Hem amru lo'lanu. And again, they said, not for our sake. Umeshiba, and God responded to them. That's, and he said, what? Lema'ani, lema'ani. Now, if you see that she... Now she says, I'm saying that she, Yoshua v'chol Yisrael amaruhu, kilomar af Yoshua v'chol Yisrael amaruhu. Meaning that she said that they're not arguing over here. All this rabbi is saying, uh-huh. not only did Moshe say it, but it was also said by Moshe Rabbeinu. And uh, the Rashbam, however, argues on his grandfather, and his commentary says, velo nehira, shimkim bechulana tasrik lefanishkin. Because in all of them, because we're going to have many more opinions. So you have to explain each one is coming to add to the rabbi before him. Uh-huh. So then what's the mahlokit? have to say that what? Each rabbi got a tradition that this was the first time that it was said. So Rashbah learning it was of actual mahlokit and she's learning it was actual... Uh, uh, inclusive. That was actually said originally by Devorah and Barak at the time where Sisera, the enemy of Israel, was coming against them. Originally was said by Hiskiyah. armies were surrounding Jerusalem. Him, Amru, Dolanu. They said, don't do it for our sake. When Mishivan got into them, the money, the money. The Biakiva Omer, Hananya, Mishael, Bazaria, Amaru. Hananya, Mishael, Bazaria said it to the time of Nebuchadnezzar was pressuring them to bow down to the Abu Dazara that he built in the valley of Dura. Bishah, Shabbat, and Nebuchadnezzar, Rasha. 
הם אמרו דודנו, ומשיבן גרץ דם למעני למעני. רבי יוסגלי אומר, מרדכי ואסתר אמרו, הנביא שלי הוא מרדכי ואסתר, בשעה ששמעת להם אמר הרשע. הם אמרו דודנו, ומשיבן בונה עולם עצר למעני למעני. והחיימים אומרים, נביאים שביניהם תקנו להם ישראל, שיהיו אומנים אותו על כל פרק ופרק, ועל כל שרה ושרה שלא תבוא עליהם לישראל. So Yachamim's opinion is no, that it was actually originated by the Nevi'im, that they made it for every interval in Jewish history when the Jewish people are saved from a calamity, mm-hmm. and when they finally were redeemed, like we said in Hanukkah would be an example, so then they would have to say the Halim. Kans the Gemara, Amar of Chazda, Hallelujah, Sof Pirka. Now, there's certain chapters in Tehilim that one chapter ends with the word Hallelujah, and the next chapter begins without the word hallelujah. So the question is, that word hallelujah, where do we place it? Is it the end of the first chapter, or is it the first word of the second chapter? Now again, we can't appreciate this question so much because we have Tehillim books. So tell us, we just open up the book and we say, hey, where, where, where's the word written? Is it written in the beginning of the chapter or in the end of the chapter? You have to remember, in the olden days, before you know, we had this actual book, they had the original Tehillim and they had the Sifekot. Our books are only written after these sifakot were already resolved. But in those days, when it would say Hallelujah, there was a question. Where does Hallelujah belong? Is it closing out previous. the previous chapter, or is it the opening of the next, next chapter? So, on this, um, let's read the Rashbam. Hallelujah, Resh Pirka. Right, that would be the opinion of Rav Hizda. Which means, the chapters that have only one hallelujah between chapters. Of course, in chapters that end with hallelujah and begin with hallelujah, there's no question. One is for the previous and one is for the, for the next one. We're talking about where there's only one hallelujah and the next chapter opens up. Without it, so comes the Gemara and says, "Rav Chazda says it's Sof Pirka." Rabbah Baravuna Amar Hallelujah Resh Pirka. Hallelujah actually goes to the next chapter. It's the beginning of the chapter. Again, Rav Chazda Sof Pirka, Rabbah Resh Pirka. Amar Rav Chazda, so Rav Chazda said, "Hazina leule tile debe Rav Chanin bar Rav." Is I saw the Tehillim book of Rav Hanin Barav Dichtiv Behu Hallelujah Beemsa Pirka, which means in between the two chapters the word Hallelujah was implying that the rabbi did not know where it goes. Alma Mesafkale. Alma implying that he had a safik, so he just left it right in between to show that it can go really either way because it is indeed a machloket. Amar Rav Hanin Barava. Hakol modim, everybody agrees. Betehilat Hashem yedaberpi, vibarech kol basar. Hashem kocho leolam vaed. Hallelujah, debatre resh pirka. Everybody agrees that in the mizmor of Tehilat David, that's what chapter in that in the Tehilim, that would be Tehilim kuf mem. How about Kuf Mem He? That would be chapter 145 in the Tehillim. Mm-hmm. So therefore, everybody agrees that uh, when it says at the end of that chapter, Tehillat Hashem in the Vayed, 
etc. So that would the hallelujah would be the beginning of the next chapter, which would be kuf mem vav. That hallelujah goes forward. There's no mahloket on that. Have you opened up your uh, books to kuf mem here? You see, it says Now. Even though there's a hallelujah following it, everybody puts the hallelujah to kuf Vav, which starts hallelujah, hallelujah, nafshi, et Hashem. There's no argument on that. Next. Rasha yir'eh v'chaz shinav yichirak v'namaz ta'avat l'sha'im toved hallelujah de'batre resh pirka. Now that chapter is going to be in Kuf Yud Bet. Let's open up the Kuf Yud Bet quickly. Let's see what it says over there. Right at the end of Kuf Yud Bet. The next is Kuf Yud Gimel, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, So that everybody agrees that that Hallelujah also goes to Resh Perka of Kuf Yud Gimel. Mm-hmm. Now that chapter is where in uh, So again, according to uh, the interpretation of this Gemara, uh, there is two ways to understand this Gemara. Some Rishonim learned that we're actually talking about uh, the chapter Kuf Lamid Dalid. Where we have the pasuk, "Hine barichu et Hashem kol avdei Hashem haomedim bebet Hashem balelot." Now, a few pasukim later, we have the word "Hallelujah." So the Gemara is telling us that uh, the "Hallelujah" there belongs actually in the beginning of Kuf Lamed He and not the end of Kuf Lamed Dalit. Tosfot rejects that interpretation because he says, "Why would the Gemara quote the pasuk of haomedim bet Hashem, which is three pasukim before the word Hallelujah?" It should have quoted the Pasuk right before it, Yibarech Hashem, Mission Hashem Baris. So Tosfot's understanding is that it's actually at the end of Kufla Midvav, where it says, Baruch Hashem, Mission Shkenu Shalayim. The next word is Hallelujah, belongs to Kufla Midvav, which would start off Hallelujah, Hudu Hashem Kitov. <coughs> then the Tosafot tells us that the Telim originally had, uh, in the, their text, 147 chapters. Can I get the 147 years that Yaakov Abinu lived? Lafhida explains that the reason why they modeled it after the life of Yaakov Abinu because for 20 years when he was in the house of Laban, he read the Tehilim constantly. Hence the connection between Tehilim and Yaakov Abinu. Comes the Gemara and says. <coughs> The Kira'e means the Ba'alim Mikra. There were certain you know, experts in reading. They would add the following chapters that have the issue of the Hallelujah between them. They would include the following. That would be uh, chapter Kuf Yud. The Hallelujah that follows it would be the beginning of the chapter. That actually would be Kufir Aleph that starts off Hallelujah or De Hashem Bechol Lebab. 
Next one. Reshit chokma yirat Hashem. Sechel tov lechol osehem. So that would be in Tehillim Kuf Yud Aleph. So the Hallelujah, the Batre, the Hallelujah that follows it, Resh Pirka. That would be the Rosh of the following Pirik, which would be Hallelujah, Ashrei Sharet Hashem Mesotav Hafez Me'od. Now the Gemara says this Mahlok is between Rav Hezda and Rava. Whether the Hallelujah between the two Pirakim goes. <coughs> To the previous pedic or that goes to the following pedic, Nema Ketanae. Let us say that this is indeed a machloket amongst the Tanaim. How? Because we have a machloket. Adhechan hu omer. Regarding the halal that we say on the night of Pesach <coughs> during the Seder. So we know that we say part of the halal right before the Saudah and the other part of the halal after the Saudah. So the Gemara asks, until where do you say the Hallel before the Sa'udah? So the Gemara says, Mahlukat Bet Shamay Bet Tanel. Bet Shamay Omnim, Ad Em Habanim Semeha. Until Em Habanim Semeha, which would be till the end of the first paragraph. Ubet Tanel Omnim, Ad Halamish Lemayin Omayim. That would be until the end of the second paragraph. But we have another bright that says, Until where do you say that? Until Beset Israel, which is until the second paragraph, until the third paragraph. Now, they're saying the same thing, but they're saying it in different ways. Which means, the first rabbi is saying, you say it until, okay. which is the last pasuk. And then the second rabbi, the says, says, you say it until, Israel. Basically, it's the same thing, which means everyone agrees, according to Bet Shemai, you only say the first paragraph. So why would one rabbi say it as, you say until Emma Barim Semeha, which is the last pasuk, and another rabbi would say, no, you go until Beset Israel. Why would they have the variant uh, way of saying it? So the Gemara says, my love, must be that they're arguing on the following point. He must hold that the Hallelujah is not part of the first panic. So he's telling you, you stop until period. The Hallelujah is already Hallelujah So that's going like the opinion that says that the Hallelujah is Resh Pirka. And the opinion that said according to Bet Shemai, you go up until Beset Israel, must be that he learns that the Hallelujah over there goes to the previous chapter. So now we found actually a Mahloket Tanaim that have the same argument. The Gemara says no. Rav Hizda metaretz letame. Rav Hizda can answer according to his reasoning. Again, Rav Hizda was the one that said Sof Pirka. He was the one that said that the Hallelujah goes to the end of that chapter. He says like this: I'll tell you, everybody holds both those rabbis and the Brayta hold. It's the end of the Pirik. According to one the rabbi that said Beset Yisrael is very good because you go up until Beset Yisrael, meaning the Hallelujah is from the previous uh, chapter. She's when the rabbi that said Ad Semecha, he meant not only Ad Semecha, but that and including, including what? Hallelujah. So comes the Gemara and says, Venema Ad Hallelujah. 
So just let him say that. Let him say uh, until the word Haliyah. Why confuse us? Because there's many Haliyahs in the Halil. If he just would have said Hallelujah, maybe it's further. Because there's different words that are written later on in that land. So I wouldn't know. So the Gemara says, So say clearly, say until the word Hallelujah. Kasha. The Gemara leaves that question on. Rabba will answer these two brightos according to his interpretation that says that Hallelujah is Reshperka. That it goes to the beginning. That Hallelujah is in the beginning of the. Chapter. Man damar ad ema banim semeha shapir. Right, the opinion that says that bet shemayol ema banim semeha is good, because the word hallelujah goes to the next chapter. Man damar ad besit Israel samar ad velo ad bechlal. And the opinion that said that you go besit Israel it means to besit Israel but not including. Which means until the previous. Uh, the previous word, meaning before Hallelujah, not including Hallelujah, which means until um, um, and Hallelujah would be already part of Beset Israel. So when he said Beset Israel, it doesn't mean Beset Israel. He means even from before Beset Israel. So Gemara says Venema Ad Hallelujah. So Gemara says So why tell it to me in a confusing way? Just say that you do it until Hallelujah. So the Gemara says, Same question. You might not know which Hallelujah we're talking about because there's other Hallelujahs. So the So you should have said, okay, you you go until the word Hallelujah of Beset Israel. Kasha. So the Gemara leaves that out of Kasha as well. Now the Rashbam over here just has a side question. We understand why Bet Shammai needed to give uh, in, the, in the different Brayot. We understand. Why one rabbi in Bet Shammai said until Emma Benim Semeha, and the other rabbi in Bet Shammai said until Beset Israel, because they're arguing on where to put the Hallelujah. But why in Bet Hillel? Why should there be a difference in what Bet Hillel said? Because in those two brightot, one bright that said Bet Hillel says that you go until Halamish Lemayin Omayim, and the second bright that says you go until Nolanu. There, there's no issue of Hallelujah. So the Bible says you're right. And according to Bet Hillel, there is no Nafkamina. It's just that once Bet Shabbai already, you know, started to change the Pesukim, so therefore in Bet Hillel he kept the same style and also changed the Pesukim. But there's not going to be a Nafkamina in Bet Hillel. The Nafkamina obviously is only in Bet Shabbai. My. Comes the Gemara <coughs> and continues. So we learned in our Mishnah that the end of the Haggadah, you say Beracha of Gal Yisrael. Right? That's the Beracha at the Amir Mahalok, the Biakiva, the Bitarfon. Does it Hotem Begula or it only opens Begula? Everybody opens with Geula. Shir Galan, Vigalat Abotem. The question is, do you say Berukat Hashem Gal Yisrael or not? The Bitarfon said you don't. You consider it like a Beracha. Ketzara, when Rabbi Akiva considered like a Beracha Arukah, because he added a lot of words there, so he also had a Peticha as well as a Hatima. Comes the Gemara and says, Amar Rava, Kiryat Shema Dehalil, regarding the Beracha of Gaal Yisrael at the end of Kiryat Shema, which is the Beracha that we say right before the Amidah, Baruch Atah Hashem Gaal Yisrael, as well as the Beracha at the end of Halil, which means at the um, the end of the Halil where we also uh, Say a guy is saying meaning in the Haggadah Shel Pesach, meaning we say the first two chapters of Halel, Set Yisrael and Lolanu, right? Quote our Minhag, and then we say, so those two Berachot, Gal Yisrael, it's in the past tense. 
the one that redeemed Israel, because we're referring to Yisiat, Mitzrayim. Deslota, but the Berachat, Geulah, and the Amidah, Goel Yisrael. It's written in the present future. The Redeemer of Israel. We have the Berachat and the Amidah, the Enah Be'onyenu. Baruch Atah Hashem, Goel Yisrael. So the Gebrat is telling you the difference here. That in the Halel and in the Kiryat Shema, it's past tense. In the Amidah, it's present future. Why? My Ta'ama, the Rahameni knew. Because the Amidah is supplication. We're praying. We're praying for a Geulah. Redeem us. Right. Please redeem us to the, in the future. Amar Rabbi Zera. The Kiddushah, when it comes to the Kiddush, Asher Kiddushanu B'Misvotav. Vitzivanu. Some have the word Vitzivanu, some don't. In our text, we do say Asher Kiddushanu B'Misvotav Vitzivanu. Comes the Gemara. So that's the text in the Kiddush of, let's say, Shabbat, as well as Yom Tov, Asher Kedeshanu B'Mitzvotazim. Deslota Kedeshenu B'Mitzvotecha. However, in the Amidah we say, sanctify us in your mitzvot. What's the difference? My Ta'ama, the Rahameninu. Because the Tefillah is a prayer. So therefore we're asking God, please, Kedeshenu B'Mitzvotecha. Where is the Berachat Kiddush? It's more of a statement. Amar Rav Aha. Rav Aha said. So you have to mention Yisiat uh, Mislaim in the Kiddush Hayom. The Rashbam explains on Shabbat, for example, you have to mention Yisiat Mislaim as well as on Yom Tov. You also have to mention it Ben Bekos, meaning when you make the Kiddush Alakos, Ben Betfila. Even in the Tevila as well. How are they going to learn this? says, it says by Pesach. Again, the Derashah, Kotidashbam, originates from specifically Pesach. What does it say? Leman tiskor et yom. Okay? That's Pesach. Leman tiskor et yom. Set chamez v'sraim. Uchtivatam zachor et yom ha-shabbat kadesho. So we have a gizra shabbat, zachor, zachor. By Pesach it says, man tiskor et yom. And by Shabbat it says, zachor. Now by Shabbat we know obviously it's Zechir. Um, <coughs> we say by, by, by Shabbat what? Okay, just quotes the Pesukim. Which means like this. In Shabbat, we know it says by the Pesukim over there, Zechir Nisiat Misraim. It says it by the, by the, by the, I said it the Berot. It says because God took us out of Misraim. Clearly says that. So therefore, just like by Shabbat, where we also have to mention, uh, I'm sorry, I go back, I go back, I repeat, I repeat again. By Pesach, obviously it's So just like by Pesach, that it says the word Tizkor, and obviously it's for Yisiat Mislaim, so to by Shabbat, that says the word Zachor, it also is what? Therefore, it has to be mentioned as well in the Kiddush Ben Bekos and Ben Betefilah. That's the way we're understanding. Now, once we're already learning that there's a connection between Pesach and Shabbat, from there we'll learn Pesach to all the Yamim Tovim. Which means we make a binyan up. Once already we learned that it's going to be one Yom Tov to Shabbat, uh-huh. we can now learn all the Yamim Tovim as well. And therefore, in the Kiddush, as well, in the Tefillah, all the Yamim Tovim as well, you also have to mention Yisiat Mishraim. So again, according to that, it starts off with Pesach, it goes to Shabbat, 
So now we have a connection between those two that both have to have Yisiyat Mitzrayim. And then from there we go and learn it to all the other Yamim Tobim. That what? That you must mention Yisiyat Mitzrayim. Now, in our uh, text, let's say, on the Kiddush of Shabbat, we definitely mention Zikr Yisiyat Mitzrayim. Uh, in the Amidah, it depends. Sometimes we say, uh, uh, actually in, in the Amidah itself, we do not mention Zekhli uh, Sam Islam. Sometimes we mention Zekhli Maaseh Bereshit. So there's different uh, opinions. Obviously, where they're learning those Lishonim, not like the Rashbam. Mm-hmm. But the whole question was Dafka by Kiddush, mm-hmm. not by the uh, Tefidah. But could be in the Rashbam's version of the Amidah of Shabbat as well. He also had a mention of Zekhli Siyat Mislaim. Comes the Gemara and continues. Now it's interesting, we're just to do the top to Safot. Meaning, what's the reason why you would have to mention Mislaim on Shabbat? Correct. It's not a question. I mean, I understand Zekhil Maaseh Bereshit, that's the principle of Shabbat. But what's the connection between Zekhil Mislaim and Shabbat? So Tosfot says from the Midrash, we know it was back-breaking labor. The word parich. Uparich be'atbash vegal. Meaning if you take the atbash of the word parich, meaning uh, the, the aleph is a taf and the bet is a sheen, etc. Taking the first letter to the last letter, the second letter to the second last letter. Parich will get you to the letters vav gimalamid. Vav gimalamid numerical value is 39. Which means abodat parich, they were making us do the 39 melachot mislayim. And therefore when we got redeemed, now Borei Olam said, now you cannot do the work that you did in mislayim. And therefore, zechel isyat mislayim. The fact that we're not doing work is to commemorate the Abudah that was done in Nisan. That's the Midrash of the Safor. Comes the Gemara and continues. Nice. Amar Rabbah Bar Shila, first wide line. This in the Amidah, Masmiyah Keren Yeshua. Okay, when we pray for the uh, rebuilding of Malchut Bet David for the Davidic uh, kingdom, we say that what? That it should flourish and we should have a salvation. But in the Haftarah, when we talk about uh, Malchut Bet David, we say, Magen David. And that's one of the Berachot of the Haftarah after, Berachah Harunah of the Haftarah. We say, Magen David, God is the protector of David. Now, why do we make such a difference? So the Rajbam points out, in the Amidah, which is more supplication, we can ask for a greater salvation. By saying, David is more limited. We're asking for the uh, Davidic dynasty to flourish. So in the Amidah, we're a little more expansive in our request. Whereas in the which is really not the it's just, David, we need to protect uh, the uh, David. Now, the, um, he brings that from Rabbi Shlomo Ayah Omer, Mishum Hachi, Lo Sheyach Lema Betfila Magen David, Shekemar Amru Magen Abraham. 
Another reason why you can't say Magen David and Amida because we said in the first Berachah of Amida Magen Abraham. So we can't have two different uh, two different Berachot that have different uh, different uh, two of the same points over there. Magen Abraham, Magen David. So therefore, we had to switch the Amida to Masmiach Keren, and then the uh, the after that would be Magen David. So there's two reasons why we make the differentiation. Pasuk says, "Ve'asita lecha Shem Gadol keShem Agedolim." The prophet uh, told David Amelad that your name is going to be great, like those that have the great names. Tane Rabbi Yosef, Zeu sheomri Magen David, which means that's where David Amelad got his name in a in a, in a beracha, like just like Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. Their name is also in Amida, Elo Abraham, Elo Yisak, Elo Yaakov. So too, David Amelad said, I also want to be in the uh, you know in a beracha. He says, Okay, your name will be like the name of the Gedolim. And therefore they made a Baruch Atah Hashem again David. Now even though Yitzhak and Yaakov don't have a, okay. a Beracha, we, we don't say Magen Yitzhak or Magen Yaakov, that's only because of a technicality in Halakha that you're not allowed to make a Hatima with three different things. But technically they each one deserved their own Hatima. So we gave it to Abraham. But not that Yitzhak and Yaakov were not deserving. But in David's case, he's the only one. So therefore, we were able to give him his own Hatima. So therefore, uh, David is like the Shema Gedolim, like the name of the name of the greats. That's the way the Rajbam explains it. Amar Rabbi Shimon ben Nakish. The pasuk says by Avraham Avinu, the Yitzchak Goy Gadol, that I will make for you a great nation. That what it says, they're going to say in the Amidah, the opening, Elohe Abraham. And you will be blessed. And your son Yitzhak is also going to be mentioned in the Amidah. And your name is going to be great. That's why we say also, Elohe Yaakov. Yachod, Yehu, Chotmin, Bechudan. Do you think you're going to make a Hatima with all of them? Are going to say, Eloi, Baruch Atah Hashem, again Abraham, Yitzhak, Yaakov, Tamud Omar, Veheyeh, Beracha. The Pasuk concludes says that the blessing is going to be by you. Becha, Chotmin, by you is going to be the Hatima, Vein, Chotmin, Bechudan. And it's not going to end by them. So here this is Beracha, Yaakov Abinu was actually giving him a Beracha that his children are going to be uh, mentioned in the uh, Amidah. Uh, the uh, Darshanim uh, explain over here that uh, if you if you count the letters of Abraham, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, it comes out to 13 letters. If you count the letters as well of the Imahot, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel, Le'ah, it also comes out to 13 letters. Now 13 and 13 is 26, which is Shemashim, which means the Avot and the Imahot, together in their marriages, they were the ones that brought down the Shekhinah down to this world. And uh, therefore, uh, like we say, which is their marriages brought the Shekhinah down, as seen by this Gematria. That being said, we can understand this uh, Gemara a little differently. Yaakov Abinu had two names. Yaakov Abinu's name was Yaakov, but it was also Yisrael. Now, the Pasuk uh, tells us that 
God uh, elevated Yaakov's name to Yisrael. Now Yisrael has how many letters? Yud, Sin, Resh, Aleph, Lamed is five. Where Yaakov only has four. So now, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? We're going to use the name uh, Yisrael in the Amidah, so the Gematria would be off. We would end up having 27. So therefore the Pasuk says, Va'agadela Shemecha. Which is alluding to, even though I'm going to make Yaakov Abinu's name Gadol, but what? Meaning, because I'm going to make his name great, we cannot use the word Yisrael. We're going to have to use Yaakov. That's why we chose to use Yaakov, the smaller name, in order to keep the Gematria of 13 and 13. Again, because your name is going to become great, we're forced to use it. That's what we have to say. Elohe Yaakov and not Elohe Yisrael. Comes the Gemara and continues. Comes the Gemara and continues. No, you're not allowed to call Abraham Abraham. So therefore, Abraham is no option. Yaakov and Yisrael, you're allowed to use either name. So technically we could have used either name. So he said, no, but because we want to have this, uh, oh, this, this limit of Shem Hashem, so therefore we did what we did. Kazi Gibran says, said, I found the elders of Pompedita, the Yadve Vekaamne. They sat and they said, Beshabeta on Shabbat. Ben b'slota, whether it's in the prayer, Amida, Ben b'kedusha, or in the kedush, you say mekadesh Shabbat. Baruchat Hashem mekadesh Shabbat. Biyomat taba on Yom Tov, Ben b'slota, Ben b'kedusha, whether it's in the tefillah or the kedush, mekadesh Israel b'azemanim. Okay, that's the opinion of Sabed the Pompedita, which actually is the way we do it as well. Ve'amina lehu, so Ravas says, I told them, Ana adraba. I say the contrary. The slota, when it comes to the prayer, ben b'shabbeta, ben b'yomataba, whether it's Shabbat or Yom Tov, mekadesh Yisrael. You always say mekadesh Yisrael. Bekedushah de Shabbeta, on Kedush of Shabbat, we say mekadesh Shabbat, b'yomataba, mekadesh Yisrael, b'azimanim. So Rabbah differed. Rabbah said, always in the Amidah, it's mekadesh Yisrael, and the only Hiluk is in the Kedush between Shabbat and Yom Tov. And then Abbas, I gave the severa of my own shita and the severa of the rabbis of Pumpedita. Their logic is Shabbat the Kibiyavikaima. Shabbat is established by itself. You don't need B'nai Israel to sanctify the Shabbat. It's automatically established already from Borei Olam. The seventh day is automatic Shabbat. You don't need any um, proclamation or declaration to make the Shabbat. So therefore, Ben B'Slota, or Ben B'Kiddushah, Mekadesh Shabbat. God, you Mekadesh Shabbat. Therefore, Ben D'Amida, Ben D'Kiddush. Yom but on Yom Tov, Yisraelu D'Kaba'ele. It's the Jewish people that established the Amim to him. How? Which means they make leap years and they also establish the, the, the years and the, they establish the months and they establish the years. So therefore, the Jews are involved in the sanctification of Yamim to him. So therefore, you'll say, Mekadesh Israel, Vazimanim. Because Israel are involved, the ones, it's Mekadesh, it's that God sanctifies Israel, who in turn sanctify the Zemanim. 
the times of the uh, the holidays. So therefore, that's the opinion of Sabad the Pompedita. However, Tamadidi, Ravasa's my logic is Silota de Berabin Ita. The prayers that are done in public, Mekadesh Israel. You have to say Mekadesh Israel because we're talking to Am Israel. It's a public prayer. Kiddush de Beyachid Ita, but Kiddush which is done. In private, the Shabbat, Mekadesh Shabbat, for the same logic, because the Shabbat is automatic. Comes again, Moran says a question. So again, the Ashbam explains that Abba's logic is Kavod Sibur. When you're in front of the Sibur, when you're saying the Amidah, Mekadesh Israel. We sanctify Israel. So comes again, Moran says, Velahi. That's not a good Sevara. Why? Selota biyahid mileta. But you can't pray the Amidah biyahid. When Abba's logic is only done by Rabbim Shalifu Yisem Mekadesh Israel. What do you mean? You could say the Amidah biyahid. And furthermore, the Kiddushah by Rabbim Mileta. Can you say the Kiddush as well? Besibur, in front of people? So therefore your logic to say, this is Rabbim, this is Yahid, doesn't go. So Gabbara explains the Ikar. Right, Rabba says, go quote the standard way of saying it. Most of the times the Amidah is said, Besibur, so say Mekadesh Israel. Most of the time the Kiddush is said, at home, Besibur, Beyahid. So therefore say Mekadesh Israel, Zimanim, or Mekadesh Shabbat. Ula bar Rav, Nahid Kamed Rava. So Ula Barav once was in front of Rava. Amar Kesabed de Pompedita. So when he got up to be the Hazan in the Tefillah, he said like the Sabed de Pompedita, meaning he did not say Mekadesh Israel. Meaning on Shabbat he said Mekadesh Shabbat, or if it was Yom Tov he said Mekadesh Shabbat He clearly did not follow Rava. Velo Amar Le, Velo Mideh. Mm-hmm. And Rava did not correct him, he didn't tell him anything. Alma Hadarbe. From here we see that Rava must have retracted his opinion, and he also is like, Sabeh de Pompedita. Comes the Gemara and says, Rav Natan Abu de Ravuna. Rav Natan, the father of Ravuna. Bere de Rav Natan, the son of Rav Natan. What's that bit? That bit must change it. What does he say? Okay, Ayen, Ayen, Mem, Gima, Hongris. Okay, fine. Fine. He went down in front of the papa, meaning he went down to be the Hazan. So he got up, it was Shabbat, let's say, and he did like the Sabbath, Mekadesh Shabbat. He didn't say Mekadesh Israel. And the papa praised him, meaning he did right. So Ravina says, I have a different story. Mm-hmm. I was Hazan in Sura in front of Moremor. And uh, he came in front of the Hazan. Mm-hmm. He went down to be the Shadiyah Sibur. And and he did like Sabbath to Pompedita, meaning he said, Mekadesh Shabbat, for example. And they silenced him, which is they corrected him. They said, hey, you're making a mistake. Which is they wanted to correct him to say, Mekadesh Yisrael. The whole minyan uh, tried to silence him. So, Moremor um, told them, Shavku, leave him alone. 
Sabed de Pompedita. He's right. The Alakah follows Sabed de Pompedita. And they stop silencing him, which means they let him go. So you see all these stories that the Alakah follows Sabed de Pompedita, and that's the way we do it as well. Meaning, on the Kiddush and on the um, Tefillah of Shabbat, we say always Mekadesh Shabbat because it's automatic. On Yom Tov, we always say Mekadesh Zemazemanim Ben Bekidush, Ben Betefilah because it's sanctified through Yisrael by making the leap years and months.